0: You you want to see something really scary?
1: What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was.
2: I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work.
1: The Grave Plot Podcast
2: Welcome everybody to episode 155 of The Grave Plot Podcast I am Skeletoni I am Taylor of Terror And we are delighted to be back with you today
0: What'd you say, Taylor? Delighted? Delighted is a strong word <laughs> <laughs> No, I am. I am tickled pink so pink. <laughs> pink and juicy.
2: <laughs> oh, so we're still recording remotely. Um, we are still on lockdown until May 4th now. yep, just got extended. Yeah, it was. The governor originally put in a stay-at-home order to the end of March, and then on, was it Friday? Yeah. He uh, he announced that he was extending it to, the last day is going to be May 3rd. He canceled April, so, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, April's pretty much a wash. We're going to be stuck in our homes for another month. So um, that means
0: two episodes or three episodes? Two, two, two more episodes, at least. Uh, let's take a look. I think with it being May 4th, I think the next three episodes at least are going to be remote.
2: Yeah, because the last one we would record would be May 2nd, so. Uh, anyway. Um, but we can't be stopped. No, can't stop, won't stop. Show must go on. The grave plot train keeps on a chugging. Chug, chug, good grave plot, grave plot, grave plot, grave plot. Yeah, it makes that noise. That's, that's about how it goes. We had to pay extra for that. <laughs> but we won't be stopped even when people tell us to. <laughs> Could you guys just not? <laughs> uh, so what's new, Taylor?
0: It's literally nothing. Yeah.
2: Taylor, <laughs> how long has it been since I've seen you, Taylor?
0: It's been a long fucking time. <laughs> I think it's been over a month. Uh, probably, yeah,
2: because I know I, I've been back from, from L.A. for three weeks, uh, uh, and last time we recorded was, what, two weeks before that?
0: I think it was one so, week before that.
2: Was it one week? Okay. <clears throat> so it's been quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's the longest we haven't seen each other since you moved back.
0: Uh that's very possible. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, just uh just hanging out pretty much. <laughs> uh although I mean I I did start a new podcast with with cheese.
2: Mhm. Uh
0: where we we have special guests on and we drink beers and watch wrestling. That's fun. It is fun. It's called Wanna Watch Wrestling. Uh. You can find it at uh, anchor.fm FM slash Want To Watch Wrestling. And
2: uh, you've done what, one episode so far.
0: Uh, we've done one without a guest, and then we re- recorded two with guests. Oh, okay. So you're further ahead than I thought. Yeah, and we're doing another one tomorrow. So.
2: Oh. So how long, how are you? What's what's your schedule
0: like? Uh, it's going to be weekly weekly okay yeah, on Tuesdays and I can't imagine they're what probably like what, 15 20 minutes long uh, actually they they're so far they're about 45 to 50 minutes
2: Jesus Christ how do you talk about one match for that long
0: well I mean we, we start out with an intro we talk about how the person got into pro wrestling and then like why they chose this match so there's a little bit of padding going on got it neat yeah, I'm gonna be on there
2: uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. Don't know exactly when
0: yet, but it'll happen. We'll, we'll get you on there.
2: You'll squeeze me
0: in. <laughs> Talking about the Rock. Oh yeah,
2: the Rock. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to talk about because every day. Is just the same thing over and over. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I think we talked about this last episode that you and I, we we have the benefit that a lot of people don't right now that we're still working. We're working from home, but we are still working um, since I guess we're both considered essential. Um, But, you know, that doesn't really... Change the monotony of staying home every single day
0: yeah like Um, even just having a commute at least you know breaks up your day a little bit yeah really but but when you only see the same four walls every day all day Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and it's like i'm kind of introverted anyway so it's like i don't i don't so much mind staying home all day um and, you know, only basically only seeing my wife unless I need to go to the store or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Even even that, it's starting to get to me a little because it's just very... It's it's just, I mean, by definition, it's isolation and it's just very, very lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. They say that... Uh, the is it the infection rate has plateaued in Washington? Is that what I saw? It's slowed, right? Um, and you know, a lot of those um, charts and, and scales and stuff—they're they're hard to interpret because it's like basically what they're showing are people with confirmed cases. It's it, they're not showing like the actual infection rate. They're not showing people that are unconfirmed. So it's really hard to get a gauge on how many people actually have it Um, and, you know, how many people are – how many new cases are are coming about every
0: day. Well, yeah, confirmed is the the key word there.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are so many people out there that don't even uh, have any symptoms. So that's, that's even more of a shit show because, you know, these people could be out and about, not even knowing that they're sick and just infecting people left and right.
0: Did you see the, I want to say it was a governor of one of those podunk states that was like, I didn't know people could spread the disease if they're asymptomatic. Yeah,
2: it was Georgia. Like I said. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I was floored when I read that. Well, I don't know. I guess my initial feeling was being floored. And then after some thought, I'm like, oh yeah, that tracks.
0: Like, especially since he said it recently, after many people who are asymptomatic have tested positive. Right. <sighs>
2: you know, if you look at it, like in a chart or a, a, a map of infection, um, you'll see that there's a, a wider spread of infection in the South because none of those Southern governors decided they were going to do anything because they decided, oh, well, Trump, he, he knows everything.
0: Well, yeah, he says it's He's a doing hoax, a tremendous, so. tremendous
2: job. Um, yeah. Wasted, what, two, three weeks calling it a hoax before he decided that he was actually going to do something? Yeah. And when he actually did do something it was He made it very apparent That he had no idea what he was doing Again Because he put Pence And his dipshit son-in-law in charge Yeah so, That's fun And just to remind everyone Pence let AIDS Or sorry, HIV run rampant in Indiana So We got that going for us
0: well, because he probably just tried to pray the gay away and thought that would get rid of AIDS. <laughs> but
2: anyway, so, neat. Yeah. It's a weird time. It is weird. You know what's really sad, though, is like, you know, um, we you know we, we try to limit the amount of time that we go out. Um, my wife still has to go into the office a few days a week. Um but other than that, we're pretty much on lockdown, and we really only go out if we need to get food or if we're going to the store or something. Um, I try to limit any limit outings to like just the bare essentials. Um, but it's like we were just out today. We had to go to the grocery store and the post office, um, and you you wouldn't even guess that there was a problem. Really. Like, we, we pulled into the grocery store parking lot and, you know, you think, okay, well, this is going to be, like, probably close to empty because people will be sheltering in place like they're supposed to. No. Like, I had to look around for a parking spot and the lines were, like, I, I walked in and the lines were probably, like, you know, six at least people deep. And were they and standing like, six I, feet apart? Yeah, actually, they put little markers on the ground and so, said, please stand here, please stand here.
0: Yeah, at least they were doing that.
2: Um, yeah, but it's like, I, I can't believe these people just out here, out and about, like, there's nothing wrong. It's, a, it's clear that, you know, I, I, I prefer to live in my town where I live in, you know, the suburbs rather than a, a city like, you know like Tacoma or Seattle because I just I hate that metropolitan feel. I feel claustrophobic. Um and but it's like you know you look they see or like you, if if you look online or look at news reports and stuff they'll show like camera like people going out and shooting just the barren streets of uh of, of Seattle like the Seattle is pretty just pretty much just shut down. Um, my wife, who would typically have a commute of at least an hour and a half every night, she's getting home in like half an hour. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what Seattle's like. But then you come here to this suburban town that I live, and it's like people are acting like it couldn't possibly affect them because they don't live in, a, in an amazing city. Because they
0: don't city. live in a city. Yeah, Jesus.
2: Yeah, it's like, are you not watching the fucking news?
0: <laughs> I mean, like where I and have... the answer is probably oh. not. Yeah, probably not. They're, they're, you know, looking on social media. and
2: Yeah. And you know what the sad part is, is that um, I think as Seattle and Tacoma both become more and more of a, of a liberal city, all uh, of the conservative people are moving out into the suburbs. And yeah. unfortunately, that means I have more and more just stupid dickheads living in my town. <laughs> <clears throat> but, anyway. So yeah, like you said, it's a weird time. Like you know, we've been through SARS and bird flu, and like I don't remember it ever being like this. And I mean, it really wasn't. It wasn't this bad. No. They um, never canceled sports. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, they're reporting on the news earlier this week. Um, just the longest sports shutdowns, and like nothing has ever been this long. And it's like, and it's it's not even over yet.
0: Yeah, like so. the at uh, MLS, NBA, and NHL are all like, you know, we we're, we still plan on having a full season. And it's like your finals are going to end, and you're going to immediately have to start the next season.
2: Well, <laughs> NBA and, well, actually all three of those sports, they're pretty much like that
0: anyway. Don't they have like nine-month seasons? <laughs> NBA ends usually in June and starts in October. Hmm. I know, like soccer and hockey, seem like they never end. Soccer has a very short off season.
2: Yeah, like I, I can remember the first couple. How, how long had the Sounders been around before they went to the championships?
0: Uh, they went to one championship in like two thousand fifteen. So six years, okay. five six years, something like that.
2: Have they been around that long?
0: Yeah, they started in two thousand nine. Okay, well, it's like I—I
2: I never paid attention to soccer, especially because we didn't really have it in Seattle, and like I'm not a fan of soccer, so I pay even less of attention to it. But you know, when you watch on the news, it's like oh, the Sounders, or the Sounders are going to you know championships or finals or whatever they're referred to as the cup, um, the cup, um, and. It's like okay, well, that means the end of the season, and then I swear to God,
0: it's like the next week. It's like uh,
2: S- Sounders home opener. It's like what?
0: <laughs> well, it's not just that they have like off season tournaments, and they have you know, you if you go to the championship, then you qualify for the Champions League, and you got to play games there. And it's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> let these guys take a break.
2: <laughs> and you know, like and like I said, hockey is which. For all intents and purposes, it's pretty much the same game. Um, it, it, like, it's the same thing. The season just seems like it never fucking ends. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, yeah, I know the Mariners were supposed to have their home opener, what, last week? I think so, yeah. They tried to move it first, and then they were just like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. They're like, naga,
2: naga. Naga, naga. <laughs> not going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. Yeah, I just uh, I mean I, have you heard anything about the NFL draft?
0: Uh I I've, I've heard rumors that it's going to be a virtual draft. Okay.
2: I know there was question about whether or not they were going to cancel like the the whole dog and pony show.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that... it's that's been canceled. Okay. It was gonna be wild guys. this year too. It was gonna be in Vegas, and the guys were gonna to come to the stage on a boat.
2: Oh damn!
0: <laughs> yeah, it was gonna. It was gonna just be crazy. Yeah, I know. Then coronavirus probably, yeah. was like, that's unnecessary. <laughs> we're not doing. You are that. being too
2: ostentatious, sir. <laughs> Ont- ostentatious, sir.
0: Um,
2: yeah, I know. Like. I have to assume that Goodell Was having a hard time shutting that down Because of all the delicious money they'd be losing Oh yeah Anyway So yeah Coronavirus world Fun times
0: Remember um, Everyone was like Oh man 2019 was awful But 2020 we're gonna fucking turn it around <laughs> Yeah I remember that 2020
2: was like fuck you <laughs> like we're gonna see about that fuckers. Uh anyway, so that's the world we live in. But we can hopefully bring you a couple hours of joy with our brash stupidity. Yeah. Um so before we get started with the show, I wanna thank our gravediggers over on Patreon. We have a gang of characters that like to support the show financially and keep us uh, keep us running. Um, it's uh, not an expensive show that we operate here, but it does cost money, and these people go uh, these people's help uh, goes a long way to to do that. So I uh, want to thank Kevin Nusgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to join the party, where can
0: they go? They can go to patreon.com slash greatfloppodcast. Any amount helps, but we do give away certain perks for different dollar amounts. Uh, as little as $1 will get you some perks. Tony keeps promising he's working on these video reviews. We've got like five of them banked. I don't know where they are. I got them. <laughs> They're coming. Uh, the you know, we got several different tiers up to $100, which will get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. Once it is safe to do so. Yeah. When, whenever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know,
2: a little public service announcement here, guys. Um, you know, the people that are being hit hardest, I think right now are small business owners. And, you know, it's funny that Trump ran on this platform of how well he's going to take care of these small business owners. And a lot of them are the dipshits that voted for him. Um, But now they're really hurting. You know, they, they are not able to work. You know, some of them are single family incomes or single income families. um, And they're really hurting. So, and just what makes me think of that is tattoo shops. Um, They all had to shut down and they're not like, corporate-run companies, Um, they are small little self-run businesses, and, you know, they can't operate on shit. So, if you know a small business owner, um, or if you have a small business that you like to support, um, reach out to them and see what you can do to continue to uh, support them financially while they're shut down, Um, if it's something you can buy online, or if you can buy a gift card or a gift certificate, just to kind of keep some money coming in their door Um, that's going to go a long way to help keeping them, um, supported because the government sure as hell isn't doing it for them. So, yeah. And the, the ones
0: that Um, are still open, um, you know, if it's a to go restaurant or brewery or something, just, you know, support your local businesses and, and tip well. Yeah, for
2: sure. Especially, you know, these people that are working for Uber or DoorDash or Grubhub, you know, they're, they're putting themselves at risk. By encountering, you know, several different people every day, um, I'm not going to put them on the same tier as like uh, healthcare workers, but you know they're putting themselves at risk and they're doing a job to help you, help keep you in your home. Um, so make sure you're t- tipping those guys well too, for sure. All right, so should we get started?
0: Let's shall. All
2: right, horror business. Alright, so recently the History Channel um, promoted a new series called The Secret of the Skinwalker Ranch with a 12-hour live stream from the iconic ranch. Um, let's see. Okay, so uh, see. So UFO, UFO reports uh, in the Unita Basin um, were publicized during the 1970s. First claims about the ranch appeared in in 1996 in the Salt Lake City, Utah Deseret News, and later the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury as a series of articles by investigative journal George Knapp. These early stories detailed the claims of a family that allegedly experienced the inexplicable and frightening events after they purchased and occupied the property. So um, this show that is... I don't know, supposed to be operate, I guess, as an expose on what, on the history of the ranch, uh, did a 12-hour stream, or 12-hour live stream from the ranch. Um, oh, sorry. Okay, so this series takes a closer look at the mysterious 512-acre plot of land in Utah that is said to be cursed with
0: UFOs, witches, and even bizarre cattle mutilations. Are you familiar with this at all? I, I feel like I've heard the name before, but I, I don't really know a lot about it. I, I'm pretty sure these cattle mutilations are not, like, the uh, the submission move that Daniel Bryan uses.
2: Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be bizarre, though. It's probably, like, actual cattle mutilation. It would be bizarre, though. They're just like... Just some guy out in a field, like, putting
2: people in wrestling moves? Yeah, they're just like, is that AJ Styles out there? Is <laughs> um, uh, let's see, the name is taken from uh, the term, uh, the Navajo term, Skinwalker, um legend concerning vengeful a vengeful shaman okay I'm not familiar with that legend but I know skinwalkers I thought skinwalkers
0: were like werewolves
2: yeah they're like kind of like um lycanthropes um shapeshifters um but uh anyway so the history channel's 12 hour live stream was mostly uneventful go figure (laughs) um with that being said, there was a weird moment at the 3.07.20 mark uh, where a light comes into frame, and then in the upper right-hand corner, one can easily see some green triangular bits of light. <sighs> and there's a video. Did you watch the video? I did. What's I'll, post, your... I'll
0: post the video in the show notes, too, so people can see it. And I'll have it queued up right to this, this mark. Um, I don't know. It's the, the, the big bright light that's coming right at the camera. It looks like it's probably a car. Like it's a car. And, <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. But then there's like this flying V of green lights that kind of, it starts in the light and then moves into the corner. And I mean, it could very well just be like a, oh, okay. a, you know, lens flare or something. That's what it looks like to me.
2: Yeah, because it moves in the opposite direction of the main light. That's how lenses work. Because <laughs> so, the, the lens flare is the light reflecting on the inside of the lens. God, people are stupid. <laughs> <sighs> it's just like watching these fucking ghost shows. That is dust flying through the air and the lights reflecting off of it, you dumb fuck. <laughs>
0: But what about when something
2: scratches their back? <laughs> or they have trouble breathing. <laughs> right.
0: How do you explain that, Tony? It's like, you have asthma, asshole. <laughs> I just said it's dusty in here. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so if you
2: uh, want to go see some flashlight or car headlight or something, uh, go check out the video in the show notes that might
0: be a ufo but probably is <laughs> probably not, probably not. A while back, we reviewed a Korean zombie movie called *Train to Busan* that was pretty good. Yeah, like
2: I'm not big on foreign films, um, particularly Asian ones, because they're just their cultures so different than ours that it's just like it's hard to, um, what's the word? Absorb, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, that it was actually very
0: good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And uh we've talked before about this a uh, sequel that's going to be called Peninsula. That one is coming. It's coming to North America uh, courtesy of Wellgo USA. But it sounds like we may also be getting a part 3. Oh. Uh director Yeon Sang-ho tells Screen Daily that Peninsula, part two, takes place four years after train to Busan in the same universe, but it doesn't continue the story and has different characters. Government authority has been decimated after the zombie outbreak in Korea, and there is nothing left except the geographical traits of the location, which is why the film is called Peninsula.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, So this is when he kind of goes on about the sequel. He says, I've thought about dealing with that question of how the mysterious zombie virus got started in another film, which I probably won't direct myself. There are a lot of interesting questions you could answer issue by issue with other films. I heard a, I heard an exasperated sigh there.
2: Yeah, I just... With zombie outbreak movies, it's like... You know, I, I, I've said before that when I'm seeing a movie, I like to have kind of an origin story. Um, but that doesn't really... It's not really the same with... Um, zombie movies I prefer to not know why
0: I mean like If you look at Night of the Living Dead The the uh, You know the, the alpha Of zombie movies mm-hmm. They like gave you Multiple reasons and didn't tell you Which one was right or if any of them were right Right They're like maybe it was space <laughs> dust Maybe it was a virus Maybe it's X, Y, or Z Yeah and even in the sequels, you know, Day of,
2: or Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, it still continues on, continues on. It never gives you a reason. Yeah. It's just like, just, there are zombies. It doesn't matter where they came from.
0: Yeah, it's like, by the time the, the movies begin, it's like, we're past the point of caring where they came from. Right. <laughs> Have you heard about this uh, Full Moon movie called Corona Zombies? Uh, I saw something about that. It's already in post.
2: Of course,
0: they've probably filmed it in like two weeks, if that. Oh no doubt, and I'm sure they probably
2: they probably filmed it on like the same sets as another movie they were filming,
0: because yeah. that's what Full Moon does. When I heard about it, I was I assumed it was Asylum, but
2: yeah, it, it definitely looks. Like an Asylum movie, and it sounds like an Asylum movie, but it's like, goddamn, you know, fucking read the room here, guys. Yeah, have a little tact. (laughs) It's like there are, this is not something that, this is not an outbreak that happened like even five years ago. This is currently going on. (laughs) People are currently dying because of it. Yeah. You
0: fucking dickheads. Um, back to Peninsula. Uh, it stars Gang Dong Wan as. Uh, <laughs> Dong? <laughs> Dong Wan. Like that, that's a porn, right? There's definitely a porn called Dong Wan, right?
2: <laughs> oh, there's got to be. <laughs>
0: uh, Gang Dong Wan stars as Jung Sok, a former soldier who manages to escape from the Korean Peninsula, a zombie infested wasteland turned into a ghetto by other nations trying to stop the spread of the virus. Uh, sent back with a crew on a mission to retrieve something, he goes in through the port of Incheon to reach Seoul and comes under attack, discovering there are more non-infected survivors left on the peninsula.
2: So it's a rescue mission. And he's got to be a not, hero.
0: Not initially, but it becomes one.
2: Right. He's got to be like the uh, the Korean Jason Statham or
0: something. I guess, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, no release date has been confirmed, but the movie could be ready for summer twenty twenty because it was filmed before all this. Before
2: the world ended.
0: Yeah. Neat. So yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I enjoyed the first one. Um, I I haven't watched. What's the is it Train to Soul? The the like animated sequel. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know. I don't I don't think I ever actually watched it, but I think it's on Netflix now. Is it? I think. Don't quote me on that. Quoted, nope. writing it down. <laughs> no fact checks. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Sweet. Yeah, could be cool. More zombie action for that ass. That's just what
0: we need right now. All <laughs> right.
2: You know what we actually need right now, Taylor? Toilet paper? <laughs> well, yes, we all need <laughs> toilet paper. It's very hard to find. It's like, I think we're going to start start a bartering system here. Like, money is not going to be worth anything. We're going to be trading in toilet paper and hand sanitizer.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like Mad Max and toilet paper will be our currency. Right. Um, but what we need right now is love, a little bit of that.
2: Sweet shorthand. love. Yeah, yeah. It's like like the song. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> we need some of that down south goodness from our boy joe bob briggs uh over on twitter uh shutter announced the premiere date of season two of the last drive-in with joe bob briggs <clears throat> it's going to be premiering on april 24th um let's see uh they say proving once again that the drive-in will never die Iconic horror host and exploitation movie aficionado, Joe Bob Briggs is back with an all-new season of the weekly Friday Night Double Features streaming live exclusively on Shudder. Over the course of 10 episodes, the last drive-in series will offer an eclectic selection of movies running the gamut from horror classics to obscurities and foreign cult favorites, along with the occasional surprise guest.
0: So, look out for that. I tell you what, drive-in movie theaters would be a pretty big boon right now.
2: You know, um, there is... So I know there's one up north in, I think it's like Oak Harbor. And there actually might be one in the Bellingham area as well. But there is one near here over in Bremerton uh, that we go to at least once a summer. But they have a pretty long schedule. Like, they're open from... I think they open up in, like, April and run until, like, end of November or something like that. But they, even after the movie theater shut down, were still operational because they were able to um, have some social distancing. Right. Even they are shut down now, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd think that they could stay operational as long as people stayed in their cars, but...
0: Yeah, I I feel like they'd have to, like... Disinfect the little speaker things in between, though. Oh, they, they don't use those anymore. <laughs> oh, that's that's old technology. <laughs> Tells you how long it's been since I've been to one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they uh, no, they just um, run it through the FM system now. Oh, hot damn. Yeah, technology. Oh. Um, but uh, anyway, so the series is like it's gonna run from April 24th run every I, I assume every Friday um, concluding on Friday June 26th so we get a full uh, two months of, uh, of Joe Bob
0: I tell you this last drive-in has been uh, extended quite a bit it was gonna it was gonna be just like what this one-off thing and next thing we know we get Joe Bob every Friday
2: yeah and, and you know I, I ain't mad at it
0: <laughs> yeah god bless him <laughs>
2: um, you know as long as he's got breath in his lungs I'm sure he'd be willing to do this um, I think the only reason he stopped doing the shows previously like Monster Vision or um, or, um, or I think it's just the uh, uh, fuck I forget what the other shows were called <laughs> I'm having a brain fart but the other shows he he hosted which are essentially this they were all the same format um they were just canceled i don't i don't think he ever walked away from them so um you know if shutter can operate this and he's willing to do it i don't see any reason for them to stop and you know i re- remember when they first started doing this uh and it was just supposed to be a one-off and you and i talked about um him continuing to do it and they could just continue to call it the last drive-in because it's kind of like a metaphor. Right. Um rather rather than being the, the last time he does it, it's just a, a metaphor for it being like the last, you know, that drive-ins are gone and um that this is like the last one. But anyway.
0: Um Joe so, Bob's Drive-In yeah. Theater, by the way.
2: Thank you. I knew Drive In was in there somewhere, I couldn't remember how it was placed. But anyway, um so yeah, every Friday, April twenty fourth to June twenty sixth. Um yeah, you get to watch two movies. Usually they're ones that are already on Shutter, but you know, if you just watch the movies on their own, you don't get Joe Bob's commentary in between, uh, which is kinda what you come for. Right. Um it's like it's not like you go to a strip club for the drinks, you know. <laughs> the 40
0: dollar uh, drinks. Right?
2: <laughs> Man, or like when you went like it, it's probably been 15 years since I've been to a strip club. Um, but in Washington state, uh, you can't um, you can't serve booze in strip clubs. So it was always so stupid to What? Go, like, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, they don't have booze in strip clubs here here in Washington. So it was always so stupid that a stripper would come start flirting with you, and, you know, and either they pull you into a booth and just sit you down and try to smooze you or or what, but, you know, eventually a a waitress would come by and ask if, you know, you want to buy the lady a drink? It's like, yeah, why not? And they just bring, like, this little plastic cup of Coke. It's like, oh, yeah, the good stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, the lady will have a Roy Rogers.
2: (laughs) Anyway, um, so this is on Shudder. Taylor and I have both said multiple times that if you are not on Shudder already, you are fucking missing out. It's $5 a month um, for just, it's got to be hundreds of movies at this point. Um, Their library is ever-expanding, but if you're not convinced and you don't want to throw down your $5 because times are tough... Uh, you can try shutter free for thirty days with the promo code SHUT IN, all one word. So
0: do that, guys. Yeah, watch yourself some Joe Bob. Fucking A. Fucking A. It's oh so
1: quiet. Shh. Shh. It's oh so still.
0: So, last episode, right? Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to watch A Quiet Place Part 2. Correct. But of course, due to the global pandemic, uh, that Thanks, didn't happen. Coronavirus. <laughs> uh, this episode, we were supposed to watch New Mutants, but that has once again just been taken off the schedule. Yeah, not even rescheduled, just gone again. Yeah, yesterday Disney was like, "Oh yeah, here's when Mulan is going to come out and here's when this is going to come out." And today they dumped some Josh Gad movie on Disney Plus, and I'm like, "Okay, but what about new mutants?" <laughs> and they're like, they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about."
2: I feel like you don't even want to see it that badly.
0: You're just getting agitated because they keep moving it. <laughs> That's what it is. Like I feel like I have to watch it at this point. Like It's an obligation more than anything (laughs) Uh, But going back to A Quiet Place 2 It's been pushed to September um, But John Krasinski promises That it's going to be worth the wait Because he says that it is even scarier Than the original Which is good because the first one wasn't really scary My god uh, he says, I think you're going to be really scared. <laughs> okay, right. Jim. okay, Jim. Okay,
1: <laughs> Jim.
0: I mean, the truth is, I think, again, organically, you're more scared because you care about these characters. In the first movie, you were getting to know them. Now you know them. You don't want anything to happen to them. Getting this to sounds-
2: know you.
0: Getting to know all about you. Uh, the sounds much more intense because you know the rules of sound, and so my point was to make the audience part of the movie. What? <laughs> it's gonna be one of those four D experiences where if you make a noise, a monster comes out and kills you, <laughs> <laughs> bite your fucking
2: face off. Maybe he's gonna pull like a William Castle thing and have somebody in a in a costume like run out into the theater.
0: They absolutely should do that, but it should be one of those inflatable T-Rex costumes. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, so dumb. (laughs) And your reaction is going to be, ah, oh, what What the fuck? What the fuck is happening here? (laughs) (laughs) It'll be one of those things where you'll get scared. And then you'll see how dumb it is. You'll get mad that you got scared. Yeah. And you'll try to act tough like you didn't just jump. Right. It's like if you get scared by a fly. And so you're just like, oh, no, motherfucker. You're dead, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill you.
2: Make a fool out of me, you? <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis for A Quiet Place 2 is as follows. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue to fight for survival in silence. Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realize that the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path.
2: Oh shit, there's more?
0: There's there's Killian Murphy.
2: Oh no. <laughs> Not the scarecrow.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> uh, like I said, this was moved to September, more specifically, September fourth, twenty twenty. Yeah, a Labor hopefully. The weekend. Hopefully, hopefully the world's back to normal by then.
2: One can only hope. Um, you know, like like I said, you know, we since we were one of the like the the first. And most hard-hit states. I mean, you you look at uh, at uh, China, or you know, more specifically, the Wuhan province. um, (laughs) Wuha, Wuha, got you all in check. (laughs) You know, things are more more or less starting to go back to normal there. Um, And you know, what this all started in January there. So you think presumably was uh about four months of 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 shit going on and it started in february here is that right yes
0: so mid to late february
2: yeah and you know we've i think we as a state have been taking more action than the federal government has which isn't a huge surprise um so I guess if we can continue to move in the right direction Then Things should be better by September Knock on wood Yeah I'm not gonna count my, ki- my Count my chickens but
0: Zero yeah. I have zero chickens <laughs> Just
2: yeah, they, they don't let you have them in your apartment
0: <laughs> No <laughs> They don't allow
2: chickens Yeah, They frown on chickens <laughs> So anybody that's uh, been listening to this show long enough knows that Taylor and I love us some Nicolas Cage, particularly some Raging Cage. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, he has just been going nuts uh, doing these independent films lately. Um, I don't know if it's because he thinks... like I don't know if it's because it's like maybe those are the only roles he can get nowadays, or if he's just kind of like at this fuck it point of his career or what. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just been doing a lot of these little um, dinky little movies, sometimes first time filmmakers. Uh, this one included.
0: A lot of like um, horror and thriller too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Um,
2: but uh, Neon uh, has won the domestic rights to the film Pig. Following a heated bidding heated bidding war last week involving numerous competitors, and they will release the film in theaters at a to be ter- determined date.
0: Yeah, it has. To, uh, I think it has to be to determined at this point.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't like unless you are just going to do VOD. Like, don't, don't, don't promise anything at this point. Right. Our, I'll, I'll take this m- to the second to say that our schedule for the year, because we we plot things out pretty far in advance, our schedule is getting fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff getting moved around. Yeah. We had a, a, some special episodes planned that we just can't do anymore. Or, yeah. you know, we'll do later. Um, but anyway. Uh, so the script is based on a story by first-time writer-director Marker, Michael Sarnoski and Vanessa Block. Um, Nichols Cage stars as a reclusive truffle hunter. <laughs> It's just the most fucking rando things That he's doing in these movies
0: (laughs) See, I can't wait for Like, A, the Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff Where he plays the janitor Right And and B, the movie where he plays himself
2: The movie where he plays himself
0: Yeah, and then he like has to work For some kind of drug cartel
2: (laughs) That's not ringing a bell Have we talked about
0: it? uh, Not on the show but oh. It's it's called like the unbearable There it is The unbearable weight of massive talent <laughs> Okay The CIA recruits actor Nicolas Cage To take down a cartel <laughs> boss Who's kidnapped a presidential candidate's daughter After you said the
2: CIA recru- Recruits Nicolas Cage I was just gonna be like Stop, stop, stop <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, th- I think he, like, becomes friends with the cartel leader or something. like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then there's that
2: one where he plays, like, this big game hunter, where he's hunting a criminal on a boat.
0: Oh, yeah, where there's also, a, like, a cheetah or a jaguar or something. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, okay. Anyway, so Cage stars a rec- as a reclusive truffle hunter in Oregon. Because that's where all the truffle hunters live. That's Um, where all the truffles are. Of course. Uh, Whose prize hunting pig is kidnapped, forcing him to return to old stomping grounds in Portland
0: and confront his past. Jesus. (laughs) What? It kind of sounds like John Wick with a pig.
1: (laughs) Oh,
2: no. (laughs) Uh, Michael Sarnoski says, uh, "What began as a very personal project has transformed into a into a labor of love for so many talented people. I'm thrilled for us all to be bringing this strange world to life. Strange, I say, begins to describe it. Has <laughs> um, it? I assume it's been f-
0: filling or I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So
2: they're already f- familiar with what a." Uh, strange world, Nicholas Caves already lives in. <laughs> um, did you did you see his pyramid when you are in New Orleans? No. Yeah, he bought a tomb in a in a or he bought a plot in a uh, cemetery down there, and it's a giant fucking pyramid. <laughs> Like, not giant, like Pyramids of Giza giant, but, like, uh, you know, it's probably a good, um, I don't know, 15 feet (laughs) end-to-end. It's just a giant fucking pyramid.
0: In New Orleans.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I guess that was, I don't, I can't remember if he actually still owns it or not. But he put it there, and then when he lost his ass um, I think I can't remember if he if he lost it or if that was one of the few things that he held on to but <laughs> anyway um so yeah I mean like of course I'm gonna see this right <laughs> because it's fucking Nicholas Cage and who knows what he's gonna pull out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I'm so, I'm so drawn in by what being in Portland and confronting his past means. And <laughs> like what he, does that have to do with the pig? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like did somebody he knows
0: kidnap his pig? I, I and, mean, that's the impression I got. And who the fuck kidnaps a pig? Who the fuck steals <laughs> a monkey? <laughs> I mean, it must be a, a, a very good truffle-sniffing pig. That's the only thing I can think of. It, oh, what does he... That's right, it's right, right yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they want those sweet blue ribbons. Right. <laughs>
2: Oh, bother.
0: You're so freaking special. I wish I was special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here.
1: No, no, no,
0: no. So, one of the best things that Blumhouse has ever done was buying up Patrick Bryce and Mark Dupless's creep. And distributing it out amongst the world agreed uh, they didn't make it so right <laughs> yeah Tony and I were both big fans of it uh, we were also fans although to a lesser extent of creep 2
2: yeah it was um, it was a little more nutty than the original like to almost to a distracting point yeah
0: not not quite as uh, not quite as focused yeah Uh, But there's always been talk of making it a trilogy ever since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like that might kind of be in peril now. Uh, Mark Duplis spoke with IndieWire last weekend, and he actually said not only are they, quote, struggling with Creep 3, but he was not happy with Creep 2. He said we had to almost kill ourselves to make Creep 2 as good as it was. I appreciate how many people liked it, but I do feel like it wasn't as good as it could have been, if I'm being perfectly honest. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't know what he, he didn't like about it. If it was the story, or something about the way it was filmed, or or what it was, but... Yeah, because I mean, all
2: those things were within his control, presumably.
0: Right. I, I definitely don't think it was as good as the first one, but I like while watching it, I wasn't like, oh, I you know, this could have been better. This could have been different. Yeah. I thought for what it was, it was the best it could have been, mm-hmm. but may- maybe he just didn't like the story or something. Could be. Uh, he goes on to say, if we're going to make a third one, which that right there said, so, so, tells me that it, they may not. Mm hmm. Uh, he says, it better be super inspired. We are trying and we are putting effort into it, but we are not good enough yet to make it worthwhile. So we are struggling. That's really it. I mean,
2: I would like to see a, a, a Creep 3, um, but at the same time, that's that's nice to hear.
0: Yeah, it's it's refreshing to hear a filmmaker say, it's the movie is not good enough, so I'm not right. going to make it. Yeah, instead of just saying, well, we got to get this out. Right. Here here's a movie, give me money.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> uh, he he says we've written it twice and neither of those stories are good enough. So, Yeah, like you said, it's you know, if if it doesn't come out, I'm fine with that. The the second one definitely was open-ended and it, it's mm-hmm. you know, left itself available for a sequel but at the same time like if that's the end of the story I'm okay with it
2: yeah yeah I'm not I'm not heartbroken at the idea of not
0: getting Creep 3 yeah um, it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm missing closure no
2: like because it, while it was open-ended it wasn't like, the, like a cliffhanger it wasn't something that required closure right so. well I mean, here's hoping, but not going to lose sleep over it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like we were saying, you no, know, I appreciate Bryce and Dupless saying if it's not good enough, then we're not going to make it. We're not just going to throw something out there just to say here it is. We promised a creep three, so here's a, here's a creep three. Deal with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, that's the end of horror business, guys. Um, so I guess just in the interest of keeping things going, we'll just jump right into our film reviews. All right, so we've got two films today. one was a substitute and the other was a last minute choice. <laughs>
0: So, Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with Hunter's Moon. Police are advising anyone to not travel alone in the wake of the ongoing search for this killer. Julia,
1: look, I know you're not happy about the move, but you have to trust me, this was best for our family.
2: How many are there? Mom, dad, couple girls. It <laughs> <laughs> just got a whole lot easier for us. Any
1: luck on locating them boys? No, Sheriff. Let's call them That's what we came for.
2: Come on, please, you don't have to! Get it. You've got to be kidding me. Good evening, ma'am. Is everything okay? The danger inside. I want you to close that door and lock it. There's nothing compared. I'm gonna get us out of here. Get out of the way. To the evil outside. Barricade all the windows. my else is coming. How much gas you got in that trunk?
1: Thomas Jane. Jay Moore. Sean Patrick Flannery.
2: Katrina Bowden. It got inside. Hunter's Moon. so Hunter's Moon is a movie from um mostly writer Michael Casey um looks like he does mostly like a lot of TV work um doesn't have he's got um about 12 years of writing under his belt um his directorial resume is uh, pretty short, though, I and mean, again looks like a lot of TV. Um. Anyway, so Hunter's Moon is uh, a story about a lovely lady. <laughs> did you get it? You get what I did there? Yeah, yeah, like the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so the movie starts out, or sorry, so the movie is mainly about uh, the Delaney family, um, who uh, they're moving in from out of town into this old, <laughs> this old mansion, um, or not necessarily a mansion, but an old large house uh, up on the hill out in some rural uh, city. Um, and it's funny because this house is supposed to be like like an old house. But to look at it, it looks like it was built in like the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> like there are houses that are 10 minutes away from me uh, that look like that. And they were built like 20 years ago. Um, but anyway, and so they came into this house because the previous owner... Played by uh, Sean Patrick Flannery
0: aka <laughs> for the like... other guy from Boondock Saints, <laughs> right?
2: Uh, for like ten minutes, he uh, is a, a serial killer um, who entices women into his home, drugs them, kills them, and then buries them back in in the apple orchard behind his house.
0: Um. So, that girl at the beginning was from Zombievers. Was from what? Zombieverse?
2: Was she? Yep. Okay. She looked really familiar, but I couldn't think
0: of why. Yeah, she was a brunette in Zombieverse, so that may be why you didn't oh. recognize her.
2: Could be. Could be. <clears throat> anyway, so now this house has become... Or sorry, so he's out in the orchard burying this girl's body when he starts hearing something out in the trees um, and he starts getting uh, chased by something that we, we can't quite see um, and he's attacked and killed and presumably it's some large beast thing
0: um, that's, that's a pretty big jump to conclusion you- they really don't give you anything at this point
2: not not really i mean you you go into this movie knowing it's a werewolf movie
0: yeah the the branding makes that pretty apparent
2: yeah it's not really very surprising and if you read a synopsis about it it's depending on where you read it it will say that there's werewolves (laughs) um but uh anyway so we jump ahead. Don't really know exactly how long, to the Delaney's moving into this uh, house that uh, Sean Patrick Flannery used to live in, um, and uh, the 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 patriarch of the Delaney family, played by Jay Moore. What a weird who, choice, right? And it's like, I, I I don't think I take him seriously. No, I know I he's don't. done. Yeah, I know he's done a, a handful of like dramatic roles. Um, but yeah, I don't take him seriously.
0: <laughs> I just always think of him as, uh, uh Pete from Scrubs. Oh, That's yeah. Him.
2: Um, I just I might automatically go to him doing, uh, his Christopher Walken impression on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so he he plays Thomas and his wife Bernice and their three daughters Juliet, um, Lisa, and Wendy. Uh, Wendy. Um, Everyone beer- knows
0: it's Wendy.
2: Yeah, like like the like the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, all three of these girls, the all the eldest Juliet, played by Katrina Bowden from Thirty Rock. Um she like she is she's the oldest but even the youngest seems like they're she's too young to be living at home D- did you get that
0: well at one point they the parents leave and they're like make sure you listen to your sister and I'm like these two are they don't need to be babysat like
2: yeah and it's like why does juliet live at home i mean julia at the at the least yeah julia is in her 30s <laughs> <laughs> Katrina Baden was born in 1988. <laughs> she is what, 33?
0: 31
2: or 32. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, let's see. Let's look at the youngest here. Wendy. She was the, she was the youngest, right? Or is that Lisa?
0: I think Lisa was the youngest. Lisa. But I don't know that they ever explicitly said.
2: Let's see Lisa No she was the middle Middle one I think Um Ninety four So that'd be Uh no. Twenty Seven
0: No six. Twenty five twenty six
2: <laughs> So that's the middle one And then you assume The younger ones Maybe a couple of years younger Maybe So all these All these girls are Too old to be living at home <laughs> But, but one they're point, treated the,
0: like teenagers. The mom insinuates at one point that they're all between sixteen and eighteen. Yeah, and it's like I, I'm not buying that. <laughs> yeah, this isn't nine hundred two one zero. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> um, so they're moving into the the, uh, the the old Ellsbury house, um, as they call it. They in, do call in it town. That. Yeah, they do. Call- <laughs> um. And they stop at this convenience store, and they're, you know, clearly out of towners. And the clerk there is just like, "Hey, you know, you guys new in town, or you don't get all "I'm new in town." In town?
1: <laughs> "I have AIDS." "Oh, that's um. too
0: strong."
2: <laughs> uh, and they say, "Yeah, we're moving into you know a house and in town," and says, "Oh, really? I don't." know a lot of open real estate around here and uh, he said we're moving into a house on the hill and he says oh the Ellsbury place and some dipshit in the store is like hey that store or that sh- house was owned by a serial killer and you know this is obviously news to the girls and the mother is trying to um, kind of keep it under wraps but anyway um Juliet's making googly eyes at this dipshit in the store named Billy. Um, who uh, is one of the brothers three of the Bloomfield family. She she was not coy about it at all.
0: No, she may as well just take her top off and be like, "Hey, well, look at these top, nothing." She might as well taking her pants off. She's been like, sure. hey, put it here." <laughs> um.
2: Anyway, so they go to the house and they're kind of moving in and uh, getting unloaded and the first night comes it strikes me very, like they've just moved into the house and that same night uh, 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 Thomas and Bernice have to leave on some kind of trip Her name was Bernice? Yes Ah, that's a terrible name it's a terrible name. I mean, no offense to people named Bernice. Out I going to say, there. sorry to all the
0: Bernices out there, but you got <laughs> stuck with an old lady name. <laughs> Your name is terrible. That's like if my name was Earl. <laughs> like that's, that's my a good nickname for that. That's that's my da- my grandfather's name. But like I, these days, I don't. I wouldn't want to be an Earl. All right, I go by my middle name or something. That's my dad's middle name. Huh? It's my dad's middle name. Is it? Yep. <clears throat> um,
2: and, uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, they, they take off the same night, and we see uh, Billy and his two brothers, Daryl and Lenny, oh, waiting outside Billy. the car. Oh, Billy. And uh, they take off, and so they are about to storm the house, but... Somehow Juliet already knows that they're outside, and so she goes to let them in, so the party can really start.
0: Did you recognize Lenny? Uh, I did, but I wasn't sure why. Uh, he was Meredith's son from the office.
2: Oh, okay. I I don't think I'd be able to pick him out. Oh.
0: Well, now you. Um. Know. He was with. The, he was the stripper with the tattoo on his face. God, I don't remember that at all. Sounds like someone needs to binge The Office again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It'll only be the, what, fourth time, I think? <laughs> um, anyway, so they go into the house and they're starting to party, you know, drink, smoke cigarette, um, and doing a little blow, um and then they start hearing things outside and you know they the guys start getting really aggressive because they're not there to party they're there to to rob the place um except for um what's his face daryl the fat the fat guy who seems to be there just for one reason
0: that reason was rape but um (laughs) yeah he he's like standing in the doorway just like watching Juliet talk to her sisters and he puts his hand down his pants and starts pulling his pud. <laughs> and then they see him and he just runs away. Yeah. He's like, ah! And then he's, then he starts chasing,
2: uh, was it Wendy? No, through it was the, Lisa. Was it Lisa?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: through, the, through the, through the orchard.
0: Which, by the way, <sighs> was this a Newhart reference? When uh, Billy and uh, Lenny, they were, they heard, they heard a scream and they were like, oh, that's probably our other brother Daryl. Like Bob Newhart? Yeah, remember the show
2: Newhart? I know, th- I remember it existing, I don't think I ever watched it.
0: Oh, there's a thing on there It was like, this is my brother Daryl, this is my other brother Daryl.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> but the way I they, mean, they, they phrased
0: it as, that's our other brother Daryl. And I was just like, is that a Newhart reference? Because that's fucking random.
2: <laughs> it's, I don't know I guess not necessarily obscure but yeah random <clears throat> but anyway so things shit's going down and uh, they start hearing things out in the <laughs> orchard um, you know animal growling and that kind of shit <sighs> which you know we as the audience know it's a werewolf um, and then there's the sheriff Tom Jane. Tom
0: Jane. Who plays a very, very small role. Dude, everybody above the line in this movie has small roles. Except yeah. for except for Katrina Bowden.
2: Yeah. And like I mean Jay Moore, who's as far as like um, the people you'd really recognize, has a very minimal role. Like I think his screen time equates to like maybe fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah. But. Of course, you would recognize Tom Jane from his movies *Homeless Dad* and *Junk*. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see my kids again. <laughs> um. Anyway, but I—I I mean, that's that's kind of it as far as the plot goes. I mean, shit goes down. There's a werewolf and. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Um. It's, uh, it's not
0: great, Bob. It's just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Did the first half nothing fucking happens? No. Yeah. Like and... legitimately, the entire first half is just like, oh, we moved into a place, and here's some people that live in the place, and now they're they might rob us, but they probably won't.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know this fell victim to one. I think, like, if you're making a monster movie, one of the the cardinal sins of making a monster movie is they didn't show the fucking monster.
0: I mean, they did eventually for a very brief moment. They didn't even allude to it until like the last uh, thirty minutes.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's it's like I said, you know, you go into this knowing it's a, a werewolf movie. Um, and, you know, you're, you're waiting and waiting, waiting to see the, the werewolf and the most you get for, for most of the movie is like a shadowy hand with like, you know, hair and, and claws, you know, swiping and slitting people's necks and that kind of stuff. Um, that's really all you get until you get like the full reveal, um, which, you know, with a low budget movie, you know, you kind of you take what you can get. Um, but I don't know. Like I think most of the werewolf's body was pretty good. I mean, I, as far as low budget film goes, but the face, that though. face, yeah, it's busted it's ass not, face. Yeah, it, it almost looked like it was just like a rubber mask that somebody like put their hand in and they were like using it like a muppet. <laughs> um, but I, I think I could have survived without seeing like a, a, a full on face reveal. It was it was, it was a butterface like, werewolf. Right. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that would have kind of salvaged it a little bit
0: like if the face is that bad they could have just done like a silhouette against the moon or something
2: yeah or just like you know take the money that you put into like a full costume and like just put it like put it into making smaller effects you know like make like a really cool looking like snout that you know has a lot of you know vicious looking fangs and you know just like so you can do like close-ups you don't have to do like a full-on reveal especially if you're not going to be
0: able to really do a great one <laughs> or take the money you gave to Jay Moore give, <laughs> give half of it to, to you know some no-name actor use the other half to make a good werewolf face
2: or I mean how about what they paid Sean Patrick Flannery and Tom Jane too Tom, Sean Patrick Flannery especially he was in the movie for like five fucking minutes
0: Well, I don't know that Sean Patrick Flannery is that in demand these days <laughs> But the fact is, they paid him something,
2: and it was probably more than they would have paid some
0: no-name. That's true. I would have done it for super cheap.
2: Or they could have, like, whoever was in the werewolf costume, they could have paid him a little extra to play two roles. Sure. <laughs> um,
0: but... <clears throat> maybe they did. Know. We're not filmmakers. Maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did. Maybe it was Sean Patrick Flannery in the werewolf costume. <laughs>
2: like, hey, we paid you for a full day's work. <laughs> Put this
0: on. We didn't know you were going to do the whole scene in two takes. It only took half an hour. <laughs>
2: um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, the story is really predictable. Um. I didn't see the little twist
0: at the end coming, but maybe that's just because I wasn't paying that much attention. (laughs) Um, I mean, like the,
2: uh, during the credits.
0: No, like the reveal. Oh, sure. Um, but at the same time, like, when it happened, I wasn't just like, oh, dude, I was just like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I was probably, a good, like, maybe 20 minutes into it before I, re- I knew it was going on. And so, like, because I pretty much already knew how things were going to unfold from there, um, like, I found myself not really paying a lot of attention Um, the story's not very strong Um, which was kind of weird considering that the director he's like his predominant profession is writer Um, I don't know it's just like, I'm not, I don't want to berate the film because, you know, hey, they made a, you know, a feature length film. Good for them. But, uh, it's just not, not great. No, not particularly. And you didn't even get any boobs to make up for it. Nope. But, um,. Oh there's one thing of trivia for this and it's uh it reunites Sean Patrick Flannery and Jay Moore, who are co-stars in the film Suicide Kings. Now that's a pretty solid movie. Neat. <laughs> anyway, um I don't know, I don't really have a lot else to say about this, I guess.
0: That's because nothing fucking happened. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it it, it's not an exaggeration. Really, nothing happens. Um, and even the stuff that's that, that's going on, it's just like why I don't fucking care.
0: <laughs> well, and a bunch of the stuff that happens is like super weird and random because like the the guys, the brothers, show up at the house, and then Juliet just lets them in, and then Juliet and Lenny start dry humping. Right next to the other, t- the rest of them, yeah, that was weird, and she's like in between gasps, she's just like, uh, oh, go check on Lisa <laughs> and is, wasn't is she
2: like asking how her sister was like the one yeah. that was still sitting there, she's like, Are you okay?
0: yeah, it's like it's like, no, not really, this is weird. This is super awkward and and gross. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and she kept being like, I need to go check on my sister. And then, like, Bunny would just, like, push her down to start kissing her again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. all right. And the sister's just like, huh, It's hmm. that's great. <laughs> She's
2: like, I need to, need to check on my sister because she gets seizures. And he's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: anyway. Oh, and there's one part where they barricade the the doors and windows with couches. And then, Mm -hmm. like, the the beast is, like, pushing the couches. And Tom Jane starts shooting through the couches. And there's these horrible CGI feathers.
2: Were they CGI?
0: Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell? I mean, I thought it was weird that they were
2: there in the first place. But I assumed it was just down coming out of the couch or something.
0: Oh, no. I mean... Maybe I'm wrong, but it looked to me like it was CGI. And I was just like, why have CGI feathers there?
2: <laughs> I think we can, regardless of whether it's CGI or not, I think we can agree that they were unnecessary.
0: <laughs> yeah, they added nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and if they yeah. were CGI, like that's such a simple effect. Yeah.
2: And it's just like, you know, they're doing little things all over the place to try and prevent you from seeing the the werewolf which was just irritating yeah anyway uh, do you have anything left to say
0: not really just like I said aside from the cold opening they don't even allude to a werewolf until the final act right and it's just like you know at least give me a tease or something yeah well um yeah
2: it's not great there's not there's not a lot of merit to this unfortunately um yeah
0: I'm, i mean it's it's well acted you got you got a good cast so it's um you know it accomplishes that and it's it's well shot it looks good it does what it wants to do i guess yeah and i give it credit for having a
2: a, a decent monster for a for a low budget movie. Yeah. Um so I mean those three points that you just mentioned or the two that you mentioned and the one that I did means I'm giving it three points.
0: Yeah, that's what I was already thinking too, so.
2: <clears throat> so there you go. Uh it's Oh, and another thing that I meant to mention <clears throat> is it's super dark. Very dark. It's, like, I don't mean, like, tone-wise. Like, the picture is fucking dark, and you can't see, like, 80% of this movie.
0: I had the brightness on my TV turned all the way up, and I still couldn't see shit. Yeah, like, the parts in the orchard were super dark, and then there's a scene where they cut the lights in the house, and that's even darker.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, I think it went beyond, like, trying to create darkness and just being and and went into just being poorly lit
0: yeah Yeah. just the actions of the characters just didn't make sense a lot of times yeah fuck I'm losing my voice don't do that we got another movie to talk about (laughs) let's get on with it then that movie is 2019's The Furies Which it it sounds a lot more epic than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like And every time and, and I thought nev- of the title every time I thought of the title I always thought of um uh, movie crypt, whatever Adam Green would talk about his dad's friend, David Fury. <laughs> oh yeah. I just thought the furries. <laughs> sure, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I apparently it's something from like ancient mythology. The Furies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but Oh, yeah. But, like, they never call anyone the Furies in this movie.
2: No. And, like, the the name doesn't
0: make sense. Not particularly. Um, Yeah, I thought the Furies were going to be the people that turned out to be the beasts, but...
2: No, the Furies, as far as mythology goes, were women.
0: Right, but I just from what I knew of the movie, I thought that that's who the Furies were. But right, uh, so this is a uh, it's it's on Shutter. Going back to Shutter, so if you go and get that that uh, whatever fucking free thirty days, you can watch this. How about that? Hey, uh, so this fo Fui. This is an Australian movie. It is May. It is in fact (laughs) (laughs) May. Hello, (laughs) May.
2: Put another shrimp on the barbie for For me. me.
0: Wait, that's Irish. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Written and directed by Tony D'Aquino, Who I've never heard of Yeah um, me either Looks like he This is his feature debut He's done some some shorts And a TV series episode But aside from that uh, This is his debut Well there you go There I go Again on my own <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this movie centers on Kayla and Maddie, who are two friends. Uh, they, they've been friends forever. It's Did they just graduate from high school? Is that the impression I got? Were they that young? Because she's talked about going to uni, which I assume is university, which is college. hmm So. Uh, I
2: mean, maybe. I, I guess I didn't pick up on that, but.
0: Yeah, it wasn't very Possible, explicit. I but again, these actresses are definitely not that age. No, absolutely. Um, not. Uh, yeah, they're uh, you know they're they're causing some they're they're rabble rousing. They're causing some <laughs> trouble. They're painting f- fuck the patriarchy under a bridge. <laughs>
2: well, it's just sticking it to the man. <laughs>
0: uh, but then they they get in a big argument because. Uh, Fuck, No, I don't even remember because it was such a stupid fucking argument. <laughs> it, it was basically like, uh, Kayla was like, you know, we're always friends. We're always going to be friends. And Maddie's like, you don't do anything dangerous and I'm tired of babysitting you.
2: Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what led up to that. But yeah, she was basically
0: implying that she's too much of a goody-goody. <clears throat> Yeah, but then said she had to babysitter, And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but so they get in this big fight and they, they go their separate ways. And suddenly you hear Maddie scream, like, get away from me or get off me or something like that. And so Kayla turns around and lightly jogs over to where she heard the screams coming from. <laughs> I was like, maybe run. Like, your friend is clearly <laughs> in trouble. And you're just like, I'll get there. uh but she sees maddie get snatched up and before she can react she gets snatched up too and next thing you know she wakes up in this big black box it says beauty six on the outside it's kind of like a coffin but it's not like coffin shaped it's just a box
2: yeah just it's like a coffin but but not
0: Right, but not the. It doesn't have the coffin shape, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Just Uh, she she wakes up. It's just a box. It's it's, it's It's a big box. It's it's like a crate. (laughs) Uh, She wakes up and her eye is bleeding, and she gets out of the box and she finds these other two women, uh, Alice and Sheena. Is that right? one of a machina yeah yeah Alice and they you know trying to try and explain to her but in very poor fashion that there's like killers out there and they're you know nobody knows where they are or how they got there or how to get away but there's these killers out there and they're trying to get them yep um, so, yeah, there's this group of masked killers and they're, they, they stumble across another box or, or crate, if you will. It's it's like a coffin, but it's not the coffin shape.
2: <laughs> it's, it's like a coffin, but it's like more of a,
0: more of a box. Yeah. Or like a crate. <laughs> And and it says Beast Six on it, so you know, Beauty and the Beast, uh, right? Get it? Um, let's see, Alice. So, uh, Kayla has epilepsy, and her epilepsy manifests itself in the form of just passing out. <laughs> well, I mean, Gee- that's
2: kind of what epileptic seizures are like They just kind of become, like, catatonic
0: Really? They don't, like, seize? They don't, like, twitch?
2: Not the ones I've seen Oh, yeah, really? It's just, like, yeah, it's, like, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have even known it was happening Unless I was trying to talk to the person and they just weren't responding
0: Oh, okay, well, I guess this is more realistic than I thought then. Yeah. Um, but when she ha- goes into one of these seizures, she starts getting these visions of like through someone else's eyes. right. And then and then she'll like spring back to life. Shen't die, but you know. Uh, so she has <laughs> one of these has one of these seizures and she wakes up and Sheena is gone. The doctor's gone. Uh, (laughs) You gotta go. (laughs) And Alice just says, Hey, we gotta go this way. And Kayla's like, Why do we gotta go that way? And Alice's like, I don't fucking know, because that's the way she went. (laughs) But then she goes that way and she gets killed. In in glorious fashion. Very slowly with an axe. It was so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, jumping ahead, the gore in this movie is incredible.
2: It, yeah, it really is. It's like, it's not, it's not super realistic. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just, I fucking
0: love it. Um, so, I mean, from there, it's just a lot of cat and mouse, uh, you're introduced to these this other girl Rose. Um, eventually, Kayla realizes that they're each each of them is teamed up with a beast. There's a beauty and a beast, and the beast that they're teamed up with is there to protect them, while the other beasts are out to kill them.
2: Right? Yeah, it's like the beasts are all out to kill the other beauties, but. But protect the one that they're assigned to. Right. So it's kind of a, a double-edged sword for them.
0: Yeah. And then she also realizes that the reason that her eye was bleeding and that she's been seeing these things when she goes into these epileptic seizures is because they actually replaced one of her eyes with a camera. Right. Which I, I found it interesting that all of their eyes were still the same color. Like they, like, they just have this bucket of different colored eyes, and they're just like, oh, this one matches. I'm <laughs> are just, like, digging through, like, a drawer. It's like, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> like, I think it would have been an interesting, just, like, very small little thing to have one of their eyes be a different color. Each one of them.
2: Yeah, and it, it was really subtle. And I don't know that it was always consistent, but whenever they focused on their eyes, um, it seemed like one was always a little brighter oh really yeah and I think it was most apparent with Kayla because they seemed to focus on her eyes more but yeah the the one that was replaced always seemed like it was just a hair brighter like like there was light
0: inside of it or something interesting I didn't notice that yeah but so yeah for whatever reason her epileptic seizures trigger her to be able to see through the eyes of one of these beasts right right And she realizes that Maddie is still alive and is being protected by one of these beasts, and so she has to go find Maddie. Indeed. And I mean, as far as story goes, that's about it.
2: Yeah, it's pretty pretty story-lean. It's more about what's going on on screen rather than the, the story accompanying it. Right. Did set it up for... I think a potential sequel which seemed ambitious
0: it certainly tried to yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um
0: in multiple ways yeah yeah it's just, like
2: it. it's one of those movies where you keep thinking it's gonna end but then you get like a little continuation right um which I guess I didn't really have a problem with it just like uh it's like I, I, I don't know if you're gonna make another
0: one of these <laughs> But this, good on you. This might be a spoiler, so you can cut this out if you want. But am I crazy, or should there have been one more beast? Um, I think I know what you're
2: talking about, and I there was one that one that died um, very quickly. Like it was not there wasn't
0: a lot of focus put on it. Okay, we might have to talk about that off mic. Cause so. I don't. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway.
2: Uh, but like you said, there's not a lot to it, but
0: it's uh, it's fun. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you you said story lean, but it's there's a lot happening. Like the yeah. action never really slows down for for very long.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's just one of those movies that has just, like I said, a lot of over the top. I mean, essentially unnecessary, uh, gore and violence.
0: Oh, absolutely. Which I just I just live for that shit. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, I was watching it. I was like, Tony is f- fucking loving this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let, let's see. I mean, you've got like, somebody killed very slowly with an axe. Mhm. You've got someone that gets their arms ripped off. <laughs> uh someone gets their eyeball scooped out. Yeah. Someone gets a machete to the throat. Uh there's mm. exploding heads.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the 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 slow death by axe um, was fairly close to the beginning. Not not so much the beginning of the of the film, but beginning of, of the action,
0: and um, like that was happening, I'm just like,
2: yes.
0: <laughs> I I was like, I don't <laughs> think you can do that, but <laughs> but, but that's awesome. But God bless you for trying. <laughs> oh, you also see someone get their head split in two, right? That was good. That was good.
2: I think that was, a, I think that was CGI. I'd have to see it again, but, um, regardless, it was dope. It was dope. But I I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about this, aside from it just being a f- fun. I mean, it felt like it was super short. I think it was only about seventy five minutes. Okay, <clears throat> um, it's it, it was very quick paced and like not very long at all. So it really seemed like you're kind of in and out of there pretty quickly. But um, yeah, the actions is, is fun. It's I mean it's the the acting that's in it is is at least halfway decent.
0: Um, and um, eighty two minutes according to IMDb. Okay. I wonder if that includes credits? Yes,
2: it does. Usually. Okay. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah, I had, I had fun with it. Like, I don't.
0: Yeah, I we, I wouldn't call it like high art, high art or anything. But oh no. <laughs> but it's it's you know it's something new in the slasher genre. Which a lot of times can be dangerous. It's it's you know, hmm. slasher genre is one of those kind of genres where it's like we can watch the same thing a 100 times and still fucking love it. Right. But this one is is a new take and it's it's well done. Mhm. IMO. Yeah, I
2: don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't really have any complaints about it. I mean, it is what it is. It it's not like it tried to be um you know, really s- story heavy or anything like that. It didn't try to Well, I mean, there was like, they tried to like kind of establish like a, like kind of a backstory and like sort of a mythology, um, to it, but it wasn't super distracting. And I think that was really just there to kind of set up a potential sequel and, you know, whether or not that happens, it's like, it's kind of irrelevant to, to, at least to me. Um, but yeah, it it wasn't distracting from the film as a whole. So, um, yeah it was it was shot well um the uh the, the gore was good i mean it was uh more than i would expect from a, a lower budget film so that was nice yeah and uh, like the, the the concept was interesting i thought
0: yeah it, it, it's there's there kind of a lot a, to uh, it but it's almost uh like the world's most dangerous game ask yeah or the most dangerous game. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, um, I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very quick moving. It's like I said, the action doesn't let up for long at any point. Uh, there's, there's a lot of characters kind of coming and going and, uh, yeah, it's, I thought it was fun. Yeah, Totally.
2: This was something my dad recommended to me, recommended to me like months ago. and I just never really got around to watching it. So I'm glad I finally did.
0: This doesn't seem like his cup of tea to me. Really? Is he into like super gory stuff? Where do you think I got it from? <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I knew he liked horror and stuff. But I just didn't think he was like super into the gore. I don't know. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what do you say? Um, I say seven. Actually, no, I'm gonna give it an eight. All
2: right. I'm kind of stuck on like in between there. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> I feel like I, I feel like eights high because like it didn't really like, have a lot of a story, but like at the same time it's just the didn't really need a story so i'm not sure i should fault it for that
0: yeah that's kind of where i was at too like i was uh i was i said initially said seven because i thought eight felt too high but then as soon as i said seven i was like no i liked this more than seven seven feels too yeah. low yeah that's fair so i'm, I'm giving right. it the benefit of the doubt sure yeah yeah i'll
2: give it an eight too All right, well, that's going to do it for another fantastic, fun-filled um, fuck-fest. Fuck-fest. <laughs> <laughs> that we like to call the Grave Plot Podcast. It's going to be a short um, episode.
0: What's that? It's going to be a short episode.
2: Uh, hour 43 right now. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Um, cool. So, uh, fun, fun stuff, right? Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, it was short and sweet, but it was still good, I think. Yeah, concise. Right. We didn't have a lot of our, like, the jabbering and, and nonsensical stuff just to fill time like we're doing right now.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I think uh, right. ho- horror business was a little. It, w- it wasn't. There's nothing going on in Hollywood right now, so it was kind of hard to find good horror business stories. Yeah. So we yeah, didn't really have anything to. Yeah, we didn't really have anything to to go off on a tangents about. Yeah, we
2: just kind of yeah we, we buzzed right past uh, or buzzed right through um, horror business. So, and even these these reviews were pretty short because, uh, uh Hunter's Moon was not really all that much to talk about and this one was short and it didn't have a lot of story involved
0: in it so <laughs> yeah there's only so many times you can say gore's awesome yeah <laughs> all
2: right well i think we'll call it an episode there um and uh thanks for listening so we'll be back again in, in a couple weeks taylor what are we gonna be watching
0: we will be watching glenn danzig's Verotica oh yeah uh as well as we summon the darkness which seems like it was made just for tony because it has (laughs) alexander daddario and johnny knoxville
2: oh yeah (laughs) playing a priest looks like yep for some reason uh yeah i'm actually like uh i'm i'm I don't know, excitement's too strong of a word, but like, <laughs> I am looking forward to watching We Summon the Darkness and I am more like have morbid curiosity for Veronica. So
0: Yeah, I'm expecting just a a total train fire out of Verodica. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Um but uh anyway, so look forward to that in a couple weeks guys until then Taylor where can people find us?
0: They can find us wherever they get their podcasts or at graveplotpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as GravePlot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And of course, if you want to contribute to the show monetarily, support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Yeah. So we'll be back with you
2: soon, guys. Uh, And we'll share more tales of quarantine (laughs) Yep Till then I am Skeletoni I am Taylor of Terror This has been the Grave Plot Podcast Where we're all a little dead inside